0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiyei wal mursaleen, Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, tasliman kathiran kathirah. From my body, my brothers and sisters, if I ask you to name for me your top three needs, in order of priority, top three, as you sit here, what are the three things you need? No, Anything? Eh? Yeah. Hey, food. Number two. Munir. Oxygen. Oxygen. Water. What are the top three things you need? Food. food. Water. 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 Harris. What? Shelter. You know. Now. Na- Allah <laughs> Allah <laughs> That's why I don't look at you. <laughs> Donuts? <laughs> Donuts. Donut. <laughs> donut. Do not. No, do do not. The reason I'm asking you is this. See the see what Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala told us. See the story of Ibrahim alayhisra, for example. What was he seeking? What was the f- Thing what top most in his mind. Huh? Think about his story. So Allah, Allah mentioned his story, so many things about him in the Quran, many several things. What is the top of the mind thing in his mind? He, he these are all human beings, right? So they all need food, they need shelter, they need you know, may not be donuts, but what they need whatever, right? But what is the top of the mind thing in the mind of Ibrahim alayhi salam? Looking for the true God. Looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ta'ala, 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 ta'ala. What is the top of the mind concern for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi before he was given nabuvats? What is He used to go and sit in this car in this cave, on the top of that hill. Sometimes for several weeks, two, three, four weeks, he would take some dry rations with him, he would just stay there. And it was very tough what was that anguish? What was in his mind? One such person, because we are doing this series of reminders of the Sahaba, one such person was Salman al-Farsi, or the young man, among the aristocracy of the Sassanid, Persian Empire of the time, his father was the chief priest of the fire temple. And his job was to keep the flame of that fire temple going all the time. So obviously if you are in that position, you don't lack for anything. Right? You have money, you have status, you have everything. So he should be happy, no? But he's not happy. He's searching, he's seeking. He's seeking. What? Not money, not food, not shelter. He, got he has all that. So this search takes him to one place where there is this scholar and he's a bishop. He's got a big church and whatnot. So he goes and he stays with him and he studies under him and he says, teach me what you know to lead to and to connect with the creator. And after spending a lot of time with him, he realized that that this man is, he is actually in business because he takes money from everybody, he is becoming wealthier and wealthier and so on and so forth. So he said, no, this is not a good man. Then he leaves there and he goes to another place. And there he finds one man who is an ascetic. He lives in a cave, he is a monk, he is not in it for the money, he studies under him and so on, still heart is not satisfied. So he asked this man, he said, what shall I do? This is my, my my search is this. And I studied under the other man there and I studied under you and you know, Alhamdulillah, whatever I got, but it's still my heart is not satisfied. That man said to him, go to such, such a place. Because we have been, it is it is the prophecy that we have been told that the Rasul of Allah, وسلم, he said, the messenger of Allah will come to this place. So you go there. And Salman al-Farsi finds himself in Yathrib. And there by some means or the other, he is sold as a slave. That is a long story, so I am trying to condense it. And he is a slave, he is the slave of a Jewish guy in Yathrib and that is when he he is there when Rasulullah comes to Yathrib. He goes and meets and he finally satisfied his heart is at peace. But he's a slave. So he wants to come and spend time you with know, Rasulullah Sallallahu but he can't because he is owned by somebody else and the man won't let him go. So he asked Rasulullah to help to buy his freedom. That man says to him, he said, what is the price? The man says to him, the price is 300 date palms. 300 date palms. You must... Get the plants, you must plant them, they will grow, they should start bearing. Then 300 plate pumps. Where is he going to get this from? This is a colossal amount of money, it's a big thing, it's not small. So he comes to Rasulullah, he says, please help me, with this is the story. Rasulullah says to people, whoever can donate, donate, Dead pumps. So now they've got the 300 dead pumps. They come from various places, people give them. Rasulullah then says to him, he says, you go and you dig the 300 pits for the plants. Right? When it is ready, he says, don't plant anything. Just go, just, just dig the pits and when it is ready, come and tell me. Salman al-Farasi, dug the pits and he came and said, he told him, Rasulullah, the pits are ready. Rasulullah took the plants and he planted them with his own hands. Huh? And as they say, the rest is history. This Salman al Farsi, when Rasulullah made the Brotherhood of Faith, the Ummah, he nominated each person and he nominated somebody else as his brother. And Samar al Farsi, his brother was Abu Dardar uh, al Ansari. <coughs> now, Abu Dardar, and, and Samar al Farsi himself, these are not just the Sahaba as in people who were with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These are also scholars. These are also people who Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave in his own lifetime. They used to, in cases, they they have passed. They have made judgments, and Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam appointed somebody as a qadi and somebody as a ru- has passed a ruling and so on and so forth. And Abu Darda Al Ansari is one of them. He is known for his zuhud. very much, very very great zahid, very great worshiper of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, very strict with himself, very ascetic. So one day Salman Al Ansari comes home and he finds Umm Darda. Who was also a scholar. Umudarda is one of the scholars of the Sahabiyat. And she is a, she, her specialization was hadith. And she was a muhaditha. And she used to give dars of hadith in Masjid al Nabawi Sharif. And she would sit on the member and she would give dars and the men would sit in front and the women would sit behind. And there were times when, uh, the Khalifa of the time of Banu Umayyah, uh, um, what's his name, um, Abdul, uh, Al Marwan, yeah? Which Marwan? Abdul Malik bin Marwan. Abdul Malik bin Marwan was present, and Abdul Malik bin Marwan, at the time of Salah, he would lead Salah. So, Ummad Ardharadilan, Salman al farsi saw her in a state where she looked like she wasn't really taking care of herself. You know, like maybe the hair was not combed. This was before the hijab and so on. So, he asked her, he said, what's wrong? Are you sick or something? Is something wrong with you? She said, nothing is wrong with me. Something is wrong with your brother. He said, what? He said, he's not interested in me anymore. So, what's the point in me, you know? He said, what do you mean? How do you say this? He's not interested. She said, because he is fasting every day and he... Worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all night. So where is the time for me? He said he, he doesn't, he, he maybe sleeps for just, you know. So Salman said, okay. So that day, Abu Dardal came, maybe lunchtime or something. <coughs> and he brought food and said, give it to Salman al He said, please sit, have us, you know, sit and have a meal. Sabran Farsi said, I will not eat. He said, Why? Because he said, You are not eating. Come sit down and eat with me. He said, I am fasting. He said, What is the fast? This, this is nafil. This, this is not Ramadan, nothing. Break the fast. He said, Well, I am fasting. He said, Break the fast. Eat. So he forced it. So he broke He broke the fast. He ate his, Obviously, he wasn't not happy about it. He ate the food. Then that night they lay down to sleep. And Abu Dar'da is standing. He said, Where are you going? He said, No, I'm praying. He said, No, what prayer? We finished Isha. Now lie down, sleep. So Abu Dar'da said, I have to pray. He said, No, you don't have to pray. Lie down, sleep. So he slept, he laid down for a little while. Then Abu Darda thought that Salman al Farsi is sleeping. So he got up. He said, Where are you going? <laughs> he said, I'm going to pray Tajjut. This, this is not time for Tahajud. This is only now, just now we finished Isha. What tahajud? Sleep. Now this went on through the whole night, until time for tahajjud, then they got up, and then they prayed tahajjud, and then they went to the masjid for salatul fajr Now by then Abu Dharda Radelanu is up to hear him. <laughs> he, is very, he is very irritated with this man. He said, what is this? Thing? He said, my life and my, has become difficult with this man. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had this uh, beautiful habit. After Salatul Fajr, he would turn around, he would sit here, he would ask people, has anybody seen a dream or something, anybody has a question, and he would answer. So, (laughs) when he turned around and sat down, Abu Dhabi Radha said, Ya Rasulullah, I've got a complaint against my brother. He said, what is the complaint? He said, this is what he's doing. I was fasting, he made me break my fast. I wanted to pray, he won't won't let me pray until, you know, third of the night and so on. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, so, what did he say? Did he give you a reason? See the way of the Mr. Salaam. He, he simply does not say right, wrong. No, he says, okay, so he did this, but did he give you? Why is he doing that? The, the both of them are there in front of him. He said, my brother Salman tells me <clears throat> that Allah has a right on you, your body has a right on you, your family has a right on you. Give to each one their rights. Rasulullah said, your brother spoke the truth. He said he spoke the truth. So you fast, you pray, your wife has a right on you, give her a right, your body has a right on you, so take rest and eat. And Allah has a right on you, so worship Allah subhanahu yeah. wa taala. This is the Sahabi of Rasulullah. Sallallahu now, Salman Fatih is one of, the, one of those because he was a stranger in, in Medina. He was one Persian man among all the Arabs. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, Others have family. Salman is from my household. He is from the Ahlul Bayt of Rasulullah. He is from my family. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalla to study and learn from the Beautiful stories of the lives of these salafusaleheel. And to try to practice those things in our lives. And to reorient our priorities. The reason I mentioned here is because here is a man, who is like a man like anybody else. He also has desires, he also has. But his focus is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which takes him from Persia all the way to Arabia. He didn't come for money, he didn't come to make to do business, he didn't come for, you know. He came for one reason only, which is to find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how do you find Allah? With Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He came to find the Nabi so that he can find Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused that to be the means of honoring him with him. <clears throat> jalla jalla ruh.